Chapter 7 of House, Garden, and Field by L. C. Meal. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Honeydew. All through the summer, when the weather is warm and dry, honeydew may be seen on the leaves of the sycamore maple. Sometimes it is found on bushes which are overhung by sycamores, and in a city the pavement under a sycamore may be seen to be spotted with drops or patches of the same kind. If you are able to use the test for sugar, it is worthwhile to sponge the leaves or pavements than to squeeze out a little liquid from the wet sponge and satisfy yourself that it really does contain sugar. Naturalists of old times judged by the taste, found it sweet, and concluded that the honey fell from heaven or was exhaled from plants. The first serious investigation of honeydew was perhaps made by Rayamur, who in the course of his studies on aphids observed that these little insects discharge a sweet liquid from the intestine. He remarked further that ants are fond of the liquid, and protect or caress the aphids for the sake of it. Linnaeus supposed that the aphids discharge the drops of honeydew from two tubes which stand up from the abdomen, and the statement has been repeated again and again down to our own times. It appears to be altogether baseless. The tubes in question do indeed discharge drops of viscid fluid, but these are defensive, and only serve to annoy the many insects which come to prey upon aphids. The proof of this is to be found in the pointing of the tubes towards any threatening object, and the occasional clogging of the face and jaws of the assailant with the sticky secretion. Even after Rehemur had put forth his clear and well-founded account of the origin of honeydew, the question was not finally disposed of. The belief was strongly held, even by naturalists so recent and so careful as Bosengalt, Hooker, and Darwin, that besides the honey excreted by aphids, there is a honey which exudes from the sycamore. Several years ago, this generally received belief was thoroughly tested by Buskin in his Honeydew, Biological Studies on Plants and Aphids, Jenna, 1891. He shows that the liquid is squirted out and falls not only on leaves, but on pieces of paper or glass set below the places where aphids are feeding. The drops form, not on that surface of a glass slip which is in contact with the leaf, but on the surface which is turned upwards, and appear suddenly instead of gradually oozing from pores. Buskin described fully the process by which aphids draw from the sycamore their supply of sugary food. The proboscis is armed with long and extremely flexible bristles, which seem to have the piercing powers of the slenderest imaginable steel needles, and are able to penetrate by winding passages the tissues of the leaf, until they reach the vessels of the bast. Thus the nutritive fluids, elaborated in the leaf, and meant to supply the growing tissues of the sycamore, are tapped and drawn into the mouth of the aphid by capillarity, the closely applied bristles acting like the threads of a lamp wick. The only insects which can avail themselves of this source of sugary food are homopterous, such as aphids, scale insects, and cicadas. The cicadas of tropical South America emit showers of liquid from certain trees which they regularly haunt, and which are called rain trees because of the fine drops which seem to distill from them. The spreading of drops of honeydew into the films which glaze the leaves of the sycamore is caused by dew or fine rain, which moistens the drops and afterwards evaporates. Sycamore is not the only tree from which honeydew can be extracted by aphids. Lime, plum, cherry, and other common trees can be tapped in the same way. There is no doubt that the trees infested by aphids suffer. They lose food substances which are required for new growths, and their leaves are overspread by a sticky substance which checks the exchange of gases and favors the growth of molds. It has been ingeniously suggested, however, 
that the sprinkling of the leaves with honeydew may be in some measure beneficial to the tree. There are plants which possess honey glands on their leaves or stipules, extrafloral nectaries, they are called. These attract ants, which are thought to protect the plant from such dangerous enemies as leaf-eating caterpillars. In certain cases, the utility of the ants thus attracted to the plant is unquestionable. Most observers of the sycamore as it grows in English fields and gardens would, I think, come to the conclusion that while the mischief caused by the aphids is real, the protection afforded by the ants is very doubtful. This is not quite decisive of the question, for the sycamore is not an undoubted native with us, and there may be countries where caterpillars are more injurious enemies to the sycamore and ants more valuable allies than our local experience would show. A multitude of facts have now established the possibility of plant protection through the encouragement of ants, but as yet I have not found any proof that sycamore is protected by ants from leaf enemies. End of chapter 7